It's time for the Cybersecurity News Bite with Jim Guckin. Cybersecurity News Bite, episode number 61. For June 20th, 2023, new threat groups targets SSH servers, Barracuda Zero Day attacks, Gravity Rat goes after WhatsApp backup, and third move it bug discovered. And welcome to the show, everybody. I am Jim Guckin, the host of the show, and giving you the stories I think you need to pay attention to in this upcoming uh, week when it comes to cybersecurity news. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is actually somewhat interesting to me because there's a, uh, a group of researchers from the Cato Labs who have found this kind of new threat group out there. Uh, they are um, called, and I will try to not butcher this as much as possible, uh, Dicot. Uh, they are an emerging Romanian threat actor. They've also been known in some circles as uh, Mexels, M-E-X-A-L-S. And DICOT is D-I-I-C-O-T. Uh, so far from what they've been able to find, the researchers have found out they have extensive technical knowledge and they've been active at one level or another since about 2020. So they've been around for three years old. Happy birthday, I guess. Uh, but the thing that's really interesting here is uh, they have a new campaign in which they are using uh, Kaysen Botnet, which is a uh, Mirai-based uh, botnet agent. And they're targeting one very specific target, uh, which happens to tend to be someone with a, at least a little bit of technology. And at home, these are not companies usually. Uh, they are targeting uh, specifically uh, Linux-based OS OpenWRT. And if you don't know what that is, it is a software in which you put on routers in which gives you all the configurations you want to be. So, you know, you get the router uh, for your home network and then you kind of tweak it around a little bit. And that is what WOpenRT does for you. It lets you create uh, kind of your own settings in the router. So you have to be at least a little technical to want to operate and utilize uh, this kind of service. And what they're specifically looking for is SSH open on that server. And obviously it has to be available to the internet. Um, so if you, if you're using OpenWRT, if you have SSH enabled, then you're probably a target for these people. Uh, also they went, the password authentication enabled. So they're not looking for any other kinds of authentication out there. They just want password to be it. Uh, and the funny thing is, is they're also, they're, their attack is very limited to very easy to guess usernames and passwords. So if you have SSH and you are using uh, OpenWRT uh, and your password is complex, uh, this doesn't really apply to you then. It's just for those people who have easy to guess pass, uh, password scripts and they're using this botnet to kind of launch an attack on it. Um, so what they're doing is they're using a shell script compiler, which makes uh, loader scripts kind of uh, difficult to anal uh, analyze. They're brute forcing the, the username and password to try to get in, and they put this uh, shell script compiler on there. Once again, even if you saw it, very hard to do. Uh, they are using a program called uh, UPX, which is a unpacker file. Uh, it stands for Ultimate Packer for Executables. Uh, they're modifying the header sequence, which makes it harder for... Um, security software to, to, to kind of look through um, and making that modification uh, said it makes just it's, it makes it harder for tools to kind of detect what they are easily um, 
And there is luckily a um, utility that you can use uh, called UPX Dex. Um, it's created by Akamai's Larry Cash Dollar, which is a very money sounding name. If you, I mean, that's it's 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 it, he either had to be a security researcher or a wrestler uh, in, in the WWE. Um, so uh, he put out um, a tool that can help identify this particular uh, loader files um, kind of signature and be able to do it. Now, the also the interesting thing here is they're not using your traditional command and control servers. They're using Discord um, for it. Uh, and they're using Discord for command controller or their C2 servers uh, because it supports HTTP post request to a webhook URL. So it lets them kind of uh, hide their traffic a uh, even a little more. Uh, but what I think is kind of really interesting here is they're using Snowflake timestamps in the links uh, that they're leaving, which allows for data exfil. It allows for other people who may purchase this campaign to kind of know what's going on with the campaign. Um, and it lets them put all of that data into a very specific channel in their Discord server. Uh, so this is a very clever group uh, who, I guess, at the beginning are very technical. They're, they're, this is not your your standard run-of-a-mill turn-on attack kind of group. They, they have the the skills uh, to pay the bills, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, and they're using this to attack it. So if you have uh, OpenWRT running, if you have SSH, one, unless you really need SSH, unless you're using it daily, turn it off because um, it just opens you up for attacks from attackers. And I'm sure that happens regardless if it's this group or not. Uh, two, always make sure your passwords are complex. I'm assuming if you're using something like OpenWRT, you're probably uh, in that uh, kind of category to make sure that it is uh, secure. Um, but it, it's something to keep a lookout for because this group is definitely uh, <laughs> out there uh, and targeting people who may not have the resources to... Um, protect themselves quite the same. Now for our second story, um, we have uh, Barracuda. Uh, and I, I put a tweet about this last week. Uh, so if, you're if you want to follow me, you can always follow me on, on my socials. Uh, but this one was interesting because Barracuda pretty much came out with a statement that caught my attention immediately, which is if you're using our product and you think it may be compromised, just get rid of it. Um, and you very rarely hear a vendor tell you to get rid of it. But if you're not familiar with it, Barracuda Networks uh, has, has been around since about 2003, which when it was founded. It is a security, networking, and storage uh, appliance uh, company. And what they have found was that there's a very specific attack on their Barracuda email security gateway. This is the one they said, like, look, if it's infected, just get rid of it. Uh, take it off the network. Uh, and this is tracked as CVE 2023-2868. And as they tax their email security gateway, uh, and specifically in the security gateway, uh, a module designed for the initial screening of email attachments. Now, how will they tackle this? If you've been in security, you can kind of guess where this is going. Uh, they craft a email with a very specific uh, .tar file attachment. Uh, and the email and the subject is all written to kind of look like generic spam. Uh, but because the way this uh, system operates is it, you know, runs the um, attachment through a security scan. And this is when 
the vulnerability takes place because now that it runs, it runs the command, the command gets around the system and it, you know, takes over the box. And the clever thing with this is the, the spammy look of the email would probably have a lot of security analysts just go, that's ah, spam, whatever. Just, I don't really want to take a look at, uh, you know, look into it. It doesn't look malicious. You know, we tend to try to look at the, the pretty ones, the ones that are harder to see. Um, so it's, this, this is interesting because it, it doesn't make it to the inbox so no one really looks at it. You'd have to be going through the box's spam filter to even see it. And the attachment is really what the, what the uh, targeted attack is based off of. Now, the great thing was this was discovered by Barracuda themselves back on May 18th. Uh, and immediately, one of the good things, like I always say, is in the middle of a uh, crisis, you go out and get a third party to come in and look at this. So they engaged uh, Mandiant, who's now owned by Google. Uh, and, you know, going through logs and doing these research, they found out that uh, this vulnerability has been exploited since uh, at least October of last year, 2022. Um, and the attackers kind of uh, execute a reverse shell on the box. So they make the Barracuda appliance itself call back to them. And then they download their custom malware or um, any other tools they might see fit to run on that box. And then they can run it on the box as admin or as root or whatever you want to call the, the, the key user of the box. So there's been three different um, malwares they've, they've detected on this. Um, and you'll notice a, immediately a theme here. They have one called Sea Spy, Seawater, uh, and Seaside. And these are all, you know, from communications to downloading, executing files, uh, executing commands, and providing proxying capabilities, which means they're able to use that Barracuda box to reach back out to the internet and make it seem like the traffic's not coming from them. It's coming from uh, whatever organization has the box that is uh, hacked. Now... I will say Barracuda has, um, along with Mandiant, uh, have an attribution uh, to this attack. They're saying it is um, UNC4841, which I know just rolls off the tongue, and I know you know immediately who that is. Uh, but they're saying with very high confidence, they're sure that this group is uh, operating on behalf of the Chinese government. So uh, what can you do to protect yourselves? Uh, well, here's where it comes really interesting. So there is a patch out. Uh, but the patch uh, was already worked around by some of the uh, the malicious actors there. Um, they really want you to just replace the compromised appliances, which I can see from a customer standpoint. Uh, granted, they are doing the right thing. It, it's it's got to be very hard to say. You're like, look, yes, this is infected. Here's another one. You're like, well, th this is not. They got hacked. You want to put the same exact one on there, um, and. They've kind of hinted in their, their language that even patching ones that aren't uh, currently uh, vulnerable or, or don't, don't currently are, you know, aren't currently exploited. Uh, they may still not be 100% safe from this um, because the, the attackers are modifying the malware to get around their new patching. So it's really a bad day. If you have uh, Barracuda, I, I highly recommend uh, take a look at it, take it off the network, uh, find some other tool. Um, if you're happy with Barracuda, you're happy with Barracuda. I'm not saying get rid of them, just get a new box at this point because it's it, it, it's not going well. For our third story uh, this week, 
uh, and we're going through pretty quick uh, because it's a shorter week. Um, there is a, if you use WhatsApp, there's a big thing you need to watch out for. Um, and it is called Gravity Rat. R-A-T stands for Remote Access Trojan. Um, ESSET researchers have found it. Uh, there's a new updated version of it. Um, it is being distributed as a bunch of different messaging apps. Um, there was one called Binge Chat, which is still going, and uh, Chattico, which the, that attack is no longer apparently running. Um, but they are using these kind of look like third-party apps, which absolutely work. They, they 100% do what they say they're supposed to do, but it's this, this malware that's on the background. Um, Gravity Rat um, has been used since 2015, so it, it's been around almost 10 years. Um, it's being right now used heavily in targeted attacks against India uh, because they are one of the highest populations of WhatsApp users. Uh, there's not only just the Android version, there is a Windows and a Mac OS version of this. Uh, I have not seen if there is an iOS version yet, um, but if they got Mac OS, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. And one of the things this tool has been seen doing is exfiltrating WhatsApp backups um, and to kind of get commands to, to um, do other things on the devices, whether it's take pictures, um, copy stuff off, exfil data, delete files. It gives them access to do whatever they need to do. And as I said, the thing is, is right now the binge chat, which is going on, it, it works as a chatting tool. So it really does give you that thing that you should be uh, afraid of. So one thing is make sure if you have a uh, corporate network, you're looking for anything going to bingechat.net. Um, now there is a login required to, to get this going. Um, and when security researchers were checking this out, the, the, reg the registration was closed. You couldn't register for binge chat. Um, but most likely that is because they use it and turn it on and do everything they need to only absolutely when they need to, uh, when they don't, they turn it off. It's that simple. Um, but it is interesting that the, the, the apps were made available in the Google store. Um, so and even that, even if you don't need a Google store, you can probably sideload it. But this is kind of the, the kind of uh, things you need to watch out for, these kind of third-party apps. And as I said, it's not like a typical thing where it doesn't work. They, they're, they're sold as third-party apps for free that connect to the uh, services you want to use. It's just what else is tied in them. And you don't necessarily see this. So it is a very uh, dangerous thing. And it's something you know I heavily recommend that you look out for and not install things from uh, unknown places. For our final story for this uh, shortened week here, um, <laughs> I want to laugh and cry at the same time. Uh, we talked about the Move It um, transfer bug, uh, I want to say a week or two ago, um, that was going on, and now we're already on our third Move It bug. They all kind of have the same kind of fix to it, so if you fixed it from the previous two, um, you're good. Uh, now, the first bug... Uh, was tracked to CVE 2023-34-362, uh, and that was utilized by the uh, Klopp Cyber Extortion Gang. Now, the second bug, which was tracked to CVE 2023-35036, was not found by a malware group, thank God. It was, uh, it, it was in coordination with the Huntress researchers who were pairing with Progress, who's the company who owns MoveIt, um, doing a code review, and they found that bug. And then 
uh, right at the end of that last week, there was the third bug, which is tracked to CVE 2023-35708. Once again, just like the second bug, there's no evidence this has been exploited. Um, it allows for escalated privileges and unauthorized access. And um, it can be crafted, uh, it can be used to craft a, a payload to the Move It transfer application uh, server itself, resulting in a modification and disclosure of the database content, similar to the first one. Um, so talking about uh, uh, Clop Ransomware Group, um, they have claimed responsibility for launching many attacks. You've seen that from the first uh, attack. Um, that they, they were the main ones to find and exploit this. Um, the group themselves said that they uh, began exploiting the vulnerability back in May. Um, now, uh, there is a deadline they set, uh, CLOP, set on uh, June 14th. Uh, they were going to start publicly disclosing the names of the victims of over two dozen organizations uh, who were affected by these attacks. Uh, the list uh, included some multinational oil and gas companies like Shell, uh, several banks, media companies, universities, uh, and two entities who are working with the U.S. Department of Energy, uh, Oak Ridge Associate Universities, and a contractor at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. And the uh, Oregon Department of Transportation were also caught up in this um, kind of ransomware. So uh, Klopp did state that the government data is going to be deleted. They're not going to retain it and they're not going to share it. This may sound like they are being very generous overlords, uh, but what they're doing is they're trying to avoid uh, pissing off the government so that the government doesn't come after them, which, um, I mean, didn't really help because the, uh, the uh, U.S. State Department uh, issued something from their Rewards for Justice program, and they offered pretty much a... Uh, considerable amount of money for any individuals who have info linking that ransomware group or any malicious cyber actor uh, targeting critical infrastructure or even a foreign government. So critical infrastructure there, the, the, the national oil and gas companies, they're going to consider those critical infrastructure and, and anything in the U.S. Department of Energy. But uh, yeah, so not really something that, you know, I, I, I think they're going to they're going to live very long on they're going, they're going to have the government after them. The money's uh, out there. Someone's going to flip on them. So how do you protect yourself from this? Well, there is a patch for the latest vulnerability. Uh, it's currently being tested and they, 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 they hope to release it very soon. Um, move it is still, uh, kind of advising their customers, to disable HTTP and HTTPS traffic to the device until it's patched. Um, it's a temporary measure. Um, you can also modify firewall rules to block ports 80 and 443. This will make sure the web UI isn't accessible, which you'll have to find, you know, internal only ways. Uh, and the file transfers can still be conducted using SFTP and FTP protocols. Uh, so this is the best way to kind of protect yourself um, from this kind of attack. This is the same kind of stuff we've been hearing since uh, one. So if you have this, more than likely you've already kind of put these these protections in place. But this new, these two new vulnerabilities have the same fix for it right now until that patch is out there. I don't utilize the tool, so you're going to have to kind of check out there to see when uh, move it, uh, release the patch, and, and is able to use it. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, cybersecuritynewsbyte.com. It has my show and my notes. My show notes. My show notes, not my show and notes, my show notes for this uh, thing, as long as, as well as the links I use to get these stories. Don't forget, you can contact me, Emmy, at jimguckin.com. 
You can also just visit jimguckin.com on there. Make sure you stay safe online, and we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to the Cybersecurity News Byte with Jim Guckin. Learn more about our show at cybersecuritynewsbyte.com. 